This podcast was sponsored by Baba Sobers Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services. Baba Sobers Wealth Management works with physicians, medical practices, and hospitals, providing comprehensive wealth management services for individuals and institutions. Visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash Baba Sobers WM. We're members of FINRA and SIPC. FirstNet, built with AT&T, is the only nationwide wireless network built with and for emergency responders, including Arizona physicians, nurses, and other critical staff. FirstNet subscribers get a great mobile experience with added security and peace of mind. Visit firstnet.com to learn more. It was always strange to go to the officer's club because everybody was dressed up and fancy and then the enlisted all hung out and laughed, played pool and drank beer. And I liked that, that camaraderie. Hi, and welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. My name is John McElligot, your host for today's episode. And we're joined today by Dr. Deborah Fox McClary. She grew up in Western Washington State, serving in the US Navy out of high school as a hospital corpsman. She later went on to continue in the U.S. Navy Reserve as a Lieutenant Commander in the Medical Corps. She attended college in Ellensburg, Washington, and then went on to medical school at the University of Washington School of Medicine in Seattle. She completed residency training in general surgery at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and stayed there to complete subspecialty training in colon and rectal surgery in Rochester. Dr. Fox McClary completed an MBA degree at Grand Canyon University in 2021. She's board certified in the specialties of general surgery and colon and rectal surgery. And she also takes special interest in training in robotics, colostomy avoidance, and minimally invasive surgery. She's highly experienced working both specialties for over 20 years. Dr. Fox McClary is also married to her husband, Joseph, having been married for more than 14 years and has four children. Ma'am, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much, John. It's great to have you on, and um, we wanted to talk today about the experiences that you've had growing up in Washington, becoming a Navy corpsman, going on to medical school, that that journey, um, and the experience, the impact that serving in the Navy Reserve has had on your career. And so I'm wondering if we can go back several years to the earlier days to tell listeners more about your connection to the military, and specifically the Navy. Because I know today there are a few families that have an immediate connection to anyone serving in the military, and those who do tend to be concentrated in certain parts of the country. So was there anyone in your family who had served, um, who sparked that interest in wanting you to join the Navy out of high school, or was it something completely else? So it's a it's a great question. Thank you. My father was in the Navy uh, for over 20 years, and in fact, some of my earliest memories were growing up in Oak Harbor, Washington, which is uh, where a major Northwest Protection Navy base is. My father was an uh, airplane electrician, what they called an AE rating. And then when we finished high school, my, my older brother, Mike, uh, also joined the Navy. Uh, and so there was a precedent there in my family to join uh, that particular branch. Although I, I have a younger brother who then went on to join the army, but, uh, okay. uh most of us, uh, had that familiarity with the Navy. Very nice. 
And so then you got into uh, hospital corpsman. And do you remember the the MOS, that job title for being a hospital corpsman? I do not remember the MOS. It's been, you know, over 30 years, but uh, uh, it's a great question. So and and so a little different in my bio, because in these bios, we summarize uh, experiences to make them uh, make them obvious. But I, I did actually go to two years of college in Ellensburg. And during that time, uh, I started becoming interested in medicine from what I read and learned about. But I reached a point where I thought I do, don't have enough experience in the field of medicine to really understand if this is the right direction to go. Okay. And so I decided after the second year to take a pause in college. And that is when I went and joined uh, the Navy. And uh, so I served between 87 and 88 and then was separated to the reserves and went back to college at that point. Got it. Okay. And can you tell listeners about your work as a corpsman? Where were you stationed? Um, and, and I think for those people who have been in the National Guard or they've been in the reserve component, they'll understand that there's a, there's a base or a training location where you typically go normally on weekends but it may not be a, a base per se or a fort or whatever, like a big installation. So where were you going and what were you tasked with handling as a, as a hospital corpsman? So the times were very different in the 1980s, I'll say. The, uh, at that time, it was unusual for women to take command positions or uh, really be exposed in any way to combat or things. So the entire time that I was in, I was stationed at uh, Great Lakes uh, Naval Air Station in uh, just north of Chicago, Illinois. And uh, again, working as a hospital corpsman, at that time, we, we did a fair amount. We would do uh, bedside patient care, uh, administering medications, um, taking care of the patients with their daily needs, uh, helping them to walk, uh, and even doing many treatments. Uh, so I likened the experience at the time to the LPNs or licensed practical nurses that we had for years that did quite a few more treatments. Now, as time has gone on, more and more responsibilities were removed from the hospital corpsman and transferred to the RN uh, or nurse corps. Was that experience what sparked you wanting to go to medical school? That that sort of entry-level Navy work as a corpsman, is that what got you into it? As I said, when I was in college, I, I liked medicine. Uh, I, I was uh, for a brief time working as a volunteer at one of the hospitals, but I felt that I had insufficient information to make a decision if this is something I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And so my corpsman training and experience really did cement that, yes, I like this job. Uh, I like what I'm doing. And this is a field I want to do more in. Now, in some ways, it also made me realize that I don't want to do the bedside care. I wanted to be directing the team. So I knew that nursing was not the right direction for me. And, uh, and so when I went back to college, I was now supercharged with the idea of going to medical school and getting this training that, for the job that I'm doing at this time. That's really cool to hear. because. Having that drive, having that want, that desire to uh, to operate at the higher level, 
uh, being the operating room um, it, it, in the end is what happened. I think you're, you've been able to over your career care for a lot of people. And um, I want to talk about that after the break, what you've learned in the Navy Reserve that has helped you in your career today. So we'll take a short break and come back, continue our conversation with Dr. Deborah Fox McClary, talking about her, her life and, and years in the medical corps of the Navy Reserve and what she learned from that. We'll be right back. Interested in CME, patient and professional referrals, networking and connecting with other physicians across the valley, want to be highlighted in our Arizona Physician Magazine and podcast, or interested in exclusive discounts for your next vacation? At MCMS, we offer all of the above to fit your needs as a physician. Join us now. For more info, check us out at mcmsonline.com or give us a call today at 602-252-2015. Welcome back to the Arizona Physician Podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Deborah Fox McClary. The first half of the show, we're talking about how she got into the Navy, the Navy Reserve as a hospital corpsman. So you went to medical school and then um, came back, continued the medical corps in the reserve. And obviously you're now a physician, a surgeon, but in the Navy Reserve as a physician, what were you charged with doing in that position? So the role as a physician in the Navy Reserve uh, was would occur as a job that I would have basically one weekend a month. And I would go to uh, various hospitals. The majority of the time I was going to the uh, Whidbey Island Navy Hospital and I would have a clinic where I was primarily seeing primary care patients on weekends and doing physicals for the airmen uh, and the uh, reserve members that were there for the weekend. but I, at that particular hospital, there was only one general surgeon there who was active duty. And so I arranged uh, over time to cross cover for her one weekend a month so she could take time away from the base. And uh, also with my colorectal training, I was doing uh, weekend colonoscopies for the hospital. I mean, huge value added to the hospital for you to use those skills outside of the normal day-to-day that you're doing for the reservists and the airmen. What would you say were some of the most difficult parts of serving in the reserve component? I see this in what I do today, which is the balance of your day job and the reserve uh, component requirements of the military. And on paper, as you mentioned, one weekend a month, but was it really? So I think one of the big difficulties was with my private practice when I was gone that one weekend a month, one of my partners would cover for me, but they viewed that, of course, as that was my time on. And so uh, I would come back and then have to make up the call that I had missed in my private practice because they didn't see me that weekend. So it was like I was on vacation. Yeah. So uh, at one point, I had just one other partner in my general surgery practice, and I would be on call three weekends a month. Uh, essentially, I was on two weekends a month for our private practice group and the one weekend a month for the Navy reserves. And then I would have just one weekend off. And after a few years, I realized that uh, I was I was dealing with stress from that, just not having enough time away from the pager 
and uh, working. So, yeah, that's a lot to handle. It's it's a lot of stress and anxiety to to deal with in the juggling of, uh, of trying to have your family life too. Correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. something's got to give. What would you say though are, are some of the most maybe one or two most rewarding parts of serving as a physician in the military? I think uh, the most rewarding part has been when I think back, well, two parts. First uh, would be the interviews process that I had for both medical school and for residency. I'll, I'll tell you that many of my interviewers would key in on the fact that I had been in the military and uh, and really seemed to not be too concerned about the rest of my application. So uh, it was, again, unusual at that time for a woman to be in the military. And uh, I remember going for my medical school interview and one of the interviewers was just like, this is neat. Tell me about being in the military. And I don't think he asked me anything else. Wow. Uh, And so, and the same thing with residency, I really appreciated that through the interview process. Now, as uh, someone who's out of the reserves, but still has a veteran status, I uh, appreciate so many things. There's many businesses that give discounts to veterans. I have the VA home loan and the support of the VA with uh, my home. And I absolutely love USAA, which is uh, for former service members and current service members and provides um, car insurance that's greatly reduced over any of the plans that are out there today, uh, has good banking and many other services to help us out. Those pocketbook issues and and the the mortgage rates that you could get, the uh, the GI Bill, now the post 9-11 GI Bill, are huge benefits to people serving. Looking back at your time in the Navy Reserve, what would you say stands out as how it prepared you or helped you for the career that you have today? I think one of the things that comes to mind almost on a daily basis is in my interactions with patients. I think the Navy In fact, sometimes I can pick people out who've been in the military by the way they talk or they interact. And I I don't know how we all get there, but repeatedly I hear patients saying that I'm very personable in the exam room and and talking with them and the explanations I give. And I all uh, always track that back to my time in the military. And you learn to deal with everybody early on, all races, genders, just it's a great experience for learning to interact with other people. Right. You don't choose with whom you're serving. It's, mm-hmm. it's people from all walks of life. And um, it's a big mashup of people from around the country. Interesting to me was um, starting out as enlisted and then becoming commissioned later on. And at least in the Navy, the officers don't socialize at all with the enlisted. It's frowned upon to have that intermingling. And so when I did finally get my commission, I never really felt like I belonged to the officer ranks. I felt like I belonged to the commission status. And that's part of what I think helps with the patient interactions nowadays is I identify more with the the regular people sometimes than I feel like I identify with the other professionals in, in my group. It was always strange to go to the officers club because everybody was dressed up and fancy and then the enlisted all 
hung out and laughed, played pool and drank beer. And I liked that, that camaraderie. My final question for you today, Dr. Fox McClary is, would you recommend national service to any other physician listening or to a medical student about a way forward to pay for college, to pay for medical school, or just to, you know, do part-time work in the reserve? I definitely recommend it to high schoolers or college students. It's a great way to pay for your schooling and it will give you memberships to everything going forward. Uh, I will tell you that from 2000 to 2007, I was in private practice and doing uh, the reserves at the same time. And I was called up in 2001 uh, to do active duty uh, for the Navy. I was uh, disqualified at that time because I had a, a health issue, an autoimmune issue that they said I couldn't go serve. But my fear at that time was there was going to be a huge disparity in what I was paid uh, and what I was used to having as an income. So that was problem number one. And problem number two I, I identified is that when I went on, uh, if, if I had gone on active duty for a few years, my office staff, my uh, RN, my medical assistants, and my front desk people would not have had a job. Uh, they would, I wouldn't have been able to continue to pay them and they would have needed to find uh, other resources. And so uh, after that experience in 2001, it really did cement that it was a great opportunity when I was a resident. It would have been a great opportunity if I was an employed physician. It was a challenge though, to do that as a private practice physician. So Ultimately, that led to me deciding to, to separate in 2007. Well, Dr. Fox McClary, thank you so much for the service that you provided to the country and, and uh, everything to your patients, both in the Navy and now in the, uh, in the Phoenix area. You are a member of the Surgical Group of Arizona. If anyone wants to connect with Dr. Fox McClary, go to surgicalgrouparizona.com. Ma'am, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate uh, you asking me to do this interview and I hope the information is helpful to others. This production is brought to you by Maricopa County Medical Society. MCMS is increasing value for physicians throughout the valley. For more info, check out mcmsonline.com or simply give us a call at 602-252-2015. Helping physicians be the best they can be. Does your financial advisor help you pursue what matters most? With so much at stake when it comes to protecting everything you've worked so hard to achieve, it never hurts to get a second opinion about your financial future. At Baba Sobers Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services, our approach starts by understanding your life and what you want to accomplish. Then we work together to create a framework designed to give you the confidence to do what matters most, no matter what the markets are doing. We want to help ensure you have all you need for today tomorrow, and for generations to come. For more information about Baba Sobers Wealth Management, visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash Baba Sobers WM. We're members of FINRA and SIPC.